Welcome to the Hadn't You Heard podcast, presented by McCo Media, where we will be having conversations with local business owners, getting an idea of who it is, helping build our community, what it is they have going on right now, and why it is they do what they do. On today's episode, Hadn't You Heard, of Amy Telfair, realtor with Space & Company, licensed in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey. She's been in real estate for close to 10 years, living in Collingswood, New Jersey. She invests as much as in herself as she does with her clients. Let's get to know a little bit more about Amy today. Thanks for joining me today, Amy. Thanks for having me. So as I just mentioned in the intro, Amy, you're in real estate. How long have you been in the real estate industry? I've been in real estate licensed in PA for about 10 years and Jersey for like seven or eight now. It's kind of a blur. It all kind of happened so fast, but yeah. Seven or eight in Jersey and about 10 in PA. Was it a long journey to get into the real estate or did you just (laughs) jump right in? I jumped in when I decided I was ready, but it definitely was a process. I mean, I'm not young, young. So I kind of went into real estate a little bit later. It was like my third career. You know, I had a master's degree before and I did a lot of executive coaching. I have a coaching certificate and the market kind of shifted for consultants. People just weren't hiring anymore. It kind of was the business that went away. And then I met my wife and she was like, you should be a realtor. And I was like, you know, that's something I've always toyed with, but I would never feel like I could do it full time. And she at that time was making good money. So she was like, let's do it. I mean, in real estate, you don't make money for a long time. It's really tricky. Like you don't get paid until the day the closing is. So even if you have 10 clients, you don't get a dollar until they're all at the settlement table. So it could be months. So when I went into real estate, I got licensed in November, December. My first check wasn't until February or March. So it was like a long four months of no money whatsoever. So I think it really helped that my wife was like, let's just do this. We like ate ramen and we made it happen. (laughs) We made it happen. And then my first year, everyone said, she's not going to make any money the first year. The first year sucks. And my first year was actually amazing. So it like set me up to be successful and to jump in in a way that I don't think I would have if all those things weren't at play. Yeah. So your wife awesomely kind of pushed you forward into this career. She's the best. Yeah. It helps so much. I I train new agents and I say this all the time. If you don't have a good support, this business is really hard. It's not easy in so many ways, all the obvious ways, but the hardest way is you literally don't know what's next. Like yesterday I got a referral and today I'm meeting him and yesterday I had no idea what was next. And today there's a whole client. So like you have to really be okay with the unknown. And I think having a really good support system, whether it's family, friends, partner is critical and not being, and being okay with not knowing where your money's coming from. I know that you know this too. It's just a scary world to just live on your own, you know, paycheck to paycheck. I never know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's a little daunting. I mean, you've been in the game now for a few years and I guess have you ever gotten past that kind of like? I don't think it ever goes away. It this is go what I away. say to people. So, in real estate, there's ebbs and flows, as mm-hmm. you know. Like the market's hot, then it's cold, then you kind of wait. So, I'm better at managing the downs than I was, and I'm not as scared because I know that I have clients that are coming back around. Or usually, every buy everybody buys a house and sells a house every three point two years. So, like I do theoretically now have my three year old clients coming back. So I'm not as scared because I've been in for so long, but it's 
definitely still nerve wracking. Like I still freak out. I still tell people, I don't even know if I'm a realtor anymore. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then like the next day I'm fine. So like I'm better at getting through the cycles faster. <laughs> I'm not better at them happening, but I'm better at getting through them faster. So you do have some experience. <laughs> yes, I do have some experience. And I'm used to the downs and the ups a lot more. Yeah, I guess kind of what's your, it seems you kind of know the ins and outs a little bit. What makes you different from the average realtor? What's your background? It seems like you really do take pride in understanding what's best for your clients. Yeah. So my background was in organizational development and change, and I was in a consulting firm. And so I spent the majority of my career was actually listening to people and like getting almost like a therapy, but I wasn't licensed as a therapist, but it was like that. You know, my job was to 70% listen and 30% talk. That's actually what they say in executive coaching or maybe even 85%. So I think I spent a lot more time than the average agent in the beginning up front listening and getting to know people. And I'm, I corny as it sounds, I'm a people person, mm -hmm. which people always say is for a realtor, but I really am. So I feel like I get to know them and their families and their kids. And like, I know them in a way that I can foresee what is needed. So like, it's a very anxious process. People are spending their life savings. Their mortgage is going to be bigger than any payment they have. The process is scary, daunting, terrifying, and the mortgage lender is going through every document you own. I mean, it's a lot. And so I think if the more you know the people that you're talking to and you don't treat it as just a client and a transaction, the better it is. Like I send messages like the appraisal is coming in tomorrow. Don't worry. Like here we are. I really go along the journey with them. And I don't think all realtors do. I think a lot of people just are doing it as a job. I don't see it just as a job. It's literally my life. Yeah, you're creating yeah. relationships with, <laughs> 100%. with these families. They're my friends. Yeah. They're all my friends now. It's very important. Yeah, it's so, it's critical because like they call me six months later, like, oh, my daughter loves her room. Thanks so much. <laughs> like I get messages. I also help people renovate a lot. So like I am still in contact with them all the time and I get pictures and we're going to have in the next couple of months, I'm going to have like a Collingswood party for all the people I've put into Jersey because I, this last year, I had, I would say 75% of my clients came to Jersey. Oh, cool. So I'm going to have like a Jersey get together in our backyard. I feel like there's been, so, and now they're my friends. Like yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's super important because yeah. it keeps the continued business with you every three years, like you mentioned. Yep. The that's friendship the and the community really helps each other grow together. Totally. And I feel like there's just such an LGBTQ community yeah. in Jersey. And I've put in a ton of gay people in the area. And they're also like wanting that connection too. So I'm going to try and create like some kind of an event where you can meet all your fellow gays that yeah. moved to Jersey. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you a little later on about yeah. what kind of community events or events that you wanted to kind of put together. Cause I know in the realtor world, that totally. is very yeah. important. Yeah. So you just kind of mentioned it there. Yeah. Anything Else That's something exciting. I want to do on a regular basis. I would like to just have people in my backyard just to start because I feel like everybody, I renovated this house that I bought in Jersey was fully gutted. I didn't do it myself, but the builder did. And I feel like I talk about that a lot with clients and they just don't see it. So I would love to have everyone come over just on a random Sunday. And these people have like amazing kids and families that I held while they were at showings, you know, like I know these people. So I would love to have like an annual or biannual like meet up in our backyard. And then if it continues to kind of do it at restaurants and stuff, but just for now. So, but like the list is pretty long, which yeah. I can say, thankfully I'm grateful, but I need to plan it. So I'm going to try and do October. That's the goal. Okay. 
Maybe a Halloween theme. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like a cool Halloween here is awesome. So Halloween yeah. Halloween is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So something like that. But I just want to continue. I think like I'm not the kind of person that sends you like a birthday card. I just think of you a lot. And so this would be a kind of a cool way to let you know that I'm actually thinking about you. Yeah. And it's not just me putting you into a home. Yeah. It's not just maybe just a wine basket yeah, every year. Right. I don't know. do wine baskets. <laughs> That's exactly right. So you brought it up briefly earlier about the renovations, your renovation background. Mm-hmm. What do you have going on with that? So we, I have, it's a long story, but I'll kind of brief it. We have bought and renovated, fully gutted an entire house in South Philly, lived in it for two years and then sold it, moved into Fishtown, lived in Fishtown for two years, took off the roof, added a whole floor and master bath, master bathroom, like a whole shebang. It was pretty awesome. And then lived there for two years. Each time we do it, we call it laddering. So you're making the money that you put in and then, you know, hopefully a lot more. And then the next house, not having to spend, you know, having the money so your mortgage is a lot lower. So this house was the first house I didn't renovate, although I have done a lot since. I'll never live in a house without probably doing stuff just because I'm pretty particular. But then I also have Airbnb. I had in Asbury, we bought a house and rented it for two years and flipped it just for purpose. I didn't do one thing and I just made money, which was awesome. Biggest regret though, is that I didn't keep it because Asbury Mm. is Asbury now. (laughs) And then I have an Airbnb in Bridgeton, New Jersey. That's a lake house. And it is awesome. It's booked the entire summer. We can't even afford our own Airbnb. (laughs) We went this weekend, there was a cancellation and it's really just a magical place. So we're going to do some renovations there. And so, you know, part of what you asked before, which is what is different, I really do real estate in a way that I say to all the new agents when I train them is you can't, it's like working at the Gap and not wearing the Gap jeans. I actually wear the Gap jeans. Like I really, I love buying and selling houses. I would, if there was money wasn't involved, I'd just buy tons of houses and renovate them all. So yeah, we're going to buy another, the goal is to have, you know, five Airbnbs so that God forbid something happens to me, my family's okay. And there's, you know, income coming in. So yeah. that's the plan. How do you kind of look for an Airbnb? How's that search It's go? a tricky process yeah. and I'm very particular. So the lake house fit the bill because my logic was I wanted a place where you could go that you didn't need to leave and that felt like a retreat. And so we could charge a lot of money. <laughs> and this house happens to have a pool, lakeside, in the woods, secluded. And then we put in a hot tub, which helps a ton. So my goal for that place was about an hour from our house. We don't want to be further because we, my wife goes twice a week. We have cleaners that go. We just need to know people that are there. It's tricky. Like in the snowstorm, we need to be able to get there if we need to, or if there's a problem. So about an hour from our house or less. And that's pretty self-sufficient in some ways where it's like everything is there that you can do. And so we treat it as a retreat. The next one's a little bit different. The next one, I want a beach house so that I can bring in the income during the summer and then kind of go on the off season and then maybe do a, a winter rental. But I don't know if I'm priced out in Asbury. It's pretty, it's pretty booked over there. So my criteria is a certain number I want to stay under and I might do a multi-unit so that I can have my family have a vacation home as well. Like part of the problem is that we actually, I'm not joking when I say I can't actually afford my own lake house. <laughs> Um, so I would like a place where we could go in one unit and then the other one is rented. That's very exciting. Yeah. I think the lake house is kind of mirroring your career itself as an all in one place. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I guess you keep talking about your team training new agents Mm -hmm. and how effectively you can push them towards, you know, moving in the right direction with their careers, similar to yours. Mm -hmm. What are the kind of lessons you teach these new agents? 
Yeah, I mean, so I would say the biggest thing I say is to like do real estate. If you aren't doing real estate, you're not doing, you're not going to be successful. Like that's a hallmark of this field. If you're not going to see properties, if you don't get excited about a house, if you don't love a bathtub, if you don't love, if you don't love going to homes and seeing them, then you're not, it's not going to work. If you don't eat, breathe and sleep it, like we are on call. I mean, that's a truth. Even in your first year, I mean, your first year is just like you are die hard hustle, any single event you can do, any open house you can sit. There's like 10 things you can do in real estate. And if you're not doing all of them, you're not going to set up your business for the future. So like at this point, I don't have to die hard, do all that stuff. I definitely still do. And I sometimes when business is slow, I go back to zero and I start all over. But I think it's really important that you do the things that are being told to do, like sitting open houses, you know, making posts, going to really cool houses, like going to New Hope and seeing, we're licensed in PA and New Jersey. You can go anywhere in Pennsylvania. You can go to Lumberton. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't, so that's kind of the cool part is like I can go to Asbury and get into a house. So making sure that you're being creative, talking to all your friends, you know, your sphere of people that you talk to is where you're going to get all your clients. So Facebook, as much as I don't love Facebook anymore, it's actually where I get a significant amount of clients. So making sure I'm posting on there and staying relevant, I think is really important. And then the other thing I say is to be yourself. So like, I am a firm believer in not separating my accounts on Facebook and Instagram. I want everyone to know like, yes, I have two kids. I have a dog. I'm a person. I go to like music events and I also sell real estate. Like I want to be a regular person that you happen to trust you know? Yeah. So I make sure to say that. I think the other thing is, is like learning and managing how to be okay when you don't have money. It's really, I mean, I know I've said this now twice, but it's really challenging. Like we're in a little bit of a slope. This market is shifting a lot. So people are, I, I try to, when I'm slow, enjoy it because I know I won't always be slow. And when I'm busy, I'm insane. It's like zero to a hundred. So like I'm going to the pool. You know, like I'm trying to enjoy myself. I totally understand yeah. that. The yeah. schedule of our type of work yep. is very. It's not based on us. It's variable. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not based on what you want. So yeah. it's not like we decide, right? Yeah. So I have learned over the years that when there is a, a lull to not be as much as you can to not freak out and actually enjoy the lull and like go to the shore and spend time because you'll look back at it and you'll be way more rested for when you're ready to gear up and go. Yeah. It's I like think boot camp. Yeah. I think it's very important to make <laughs> yeah. sure you take advantage of the slow 100%. times and you know, a self-healing kind of way. Totally. To just be prepared. I've gotten that. So in my 10 years, I have gotten a lot better and making sure that my summers are fun. Yeah. Because I used to stress all summer and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I do want to touch base real quick on the pandemic because yeah, I know sure. real estate was awkwardly yeah. booming. Yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> well, strange period of time. You want to talk about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, sure. So the pandemic hit. And we all were stuck at our houses and real estate. Actually, we were not allowed to practice real estate. We weren't allowed to leave our homes to go to buildings and let people in. So we had three months of literally, I wasn't actually allowed to do real estate. So my brokerage was great in that we had, you know, bi-weekly Zoom calls and we felt connected at least, you know, like we would sit around and like drink coffee with each other in the morning and kind of freak out together and it helped. And then we all kind of went on unemployment together and we went through that journey together. So unemployment started coming in and by the time unemployment came in, I think it was June or July, everyone just started calling. It was the craziest. So between June and like kind of like now, this market has been insane. So I had my busiest year, which was very strange to be so busy wearing a mask, 
kind of nervous all the time. I have two small kids that weren't vaccinated. We weren't vaccinated. I mean, looking back and it, it's like, I kind of, it's a blur because it was so crazy. But what happened is my idea of what happened is everyone that lived in the city was like, oh no, we need a yard. We need space. We need this. We need that. And then everyone started working from a home. So it's like you normally just hang out at your house for two, three hours a day, but now you're hanging out at your house for 12 hours a day and surrounded by screaming kids. So like almost every family I know was out. Everyone wanted to move to the burbs. So we were up against 20, 30, 40, 50 offers. Sometimes one house in Jersey had like 75 offers and went like 200 over. It's I didn't get it. I didn't get that one. But I don't think they should have. Like that's, there's a line for me. And there's like, that house isn't that good. But so it was crazy. The suburbs was insane. And then I had a lot of Philly, like I cashed out during that market too. Like I called every single client I had and said, sell your house right now. It's never going to be like this again. And everyone did. So I was the amount, I had three, four listings a day happening. It was insane. I'm not complaining. It was the best ever. I would do it in a heartbeat every, not the pandemic. (laughs) Sorry that happened. It's the worst thing ever. In terms of my career, it was the best. Yeah. Um, And it's so crazy to think about it like that. It's awful. It's such, so the dichotomy of like the world is ending and everyone's passing away. And I'm Mm -hmm. like the busiest I've ever been. I couldn't even sit still. Like it was like 10, 20 deals a week. It was insane. And it helped a ton for us to be able to do what we did. So we moved. We were one of those people. Mm -hmm. I was my client in the exact way that everyone was like, I had two small kids. We were homeschooling. We were dying. It was awful. We were in Fishtown and the house was really small. Not really, but smaller than we needed. And we moved to Collingswood and I lost out on three, four places before I found mine. Like I was exactly my client. So that was really helpful too because it was like painful. And I was so scared. And it was like, I'm not going to get in before school starts. I'm, this is my kid's not going to go to kindergarten, but then it all worked out. I'll tell you, it was a little bit of chaos because total chaos. I do the media right for right, which makes sense sometimes. Yep. And I've I was in a home, and as soon as I was done the photo shoot, Someone they, they sold offer. the house. Yeah, yeah. I'll, oh I'll sure. Like, well, you, Before we even listen, and people would write me agents that I've known for years would just be like, "What do you have?" And we would just off market just sell things like crazy. Fifty it was over. Nuts. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. I, it was like a game. It was. It felt like a game. It's just, it was a weird time. It'll never, I don't think, I mean, I've been, I've been in some ups and downs and I don't think there'll ever be that kind of a seller's market in that way. Like, I mean, literally people were offering anything. I know. I mean, we had some people offering the best tequila. They would see someone's tequila in their shelf and they would say, we'll buy you cases of those on the offer. Wow. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I'll pay for a year of your gas. I'll pay for, yes. That's crazy. I know. I'm glad it's coming back to a little more normalcy. People, but it's also confusing because now people aren't sure, do I need to offer my whole life or am I okay (laughs) just offering normal? Right. And so it's evening out, but sellers are not used to it. So that's really tricky. And now rentals are popping up. So that's like a new, like I have three listings that just decided to rent. So that's an interesting twist in this market. I haven't done a rental in 10 years, nine years, and now I have three. Wow. So this is the next shift. It'll be a lot of renting and holding, and they're hoping the market will shift again. So I didn't lose the listings, but I will get them in two, three years, which means in two, three years, I'm going to be really busy, Yeah, (laughs) which is an interesting idea to have, you know? So how are you going to navigate this going forward, kind of? Listen, I wish I had that answer. (laughs) You know, I think just going with what it is, the market, and following it, and just staying relevant and not being afraid, because I have learned that however my energy is, is what the energy I, I attract. 
And I know enough about people and real estate to know that like, I just got to keep moving forward and not freak out. Yes, it's scary a little bit for my family, but also people always buy houses. I mean, it's like buying a car. You still need them. It doesn't, it's not ever going to stop. That's my opinion. So yeah. I just have to hold on to that thought yeah. and just talk to everyone still and not make people feel afraid, you know? Yeah, it's really nice to make sure you are effectively grounded, grounded oh and that your clients, yes. potential clients are grounded when going through such a big totally. process. And prepping them to know, yeah. like, we're not in that seller's market anymore. It's not like that. You're still going to get offers, but it's going to take a little bit longer. I think the prep now is different. So, like, we have our brokerage does, like, monthly calls where we talk about, like, what's it feel like right now? And we just shifted into, like, you got to prep people. You got to they have to know what they're getting. They have to know what they're not going to get. They have to have expectations. Like I have speeches that have evolved, right? So it used to be like, okay, we're going to go on the market on Thursday. You're going to get offers by Sunday night, get out of the house for three days. Like <laughs> you leave the house for three days, Sunday night, we're going to have 10 offers or more. And then let's discuss it. Monday's the deadline, right? So like, that's not my speech anymore. <laughs> so the speech has shifted to like, we're going to go on the market. We'll see what happens. And you know, if we have to price drop, we have to do these things, be prepared. Don't be offended. Let's price it the way that you know, so that you can go lower, right? So like now we're in price drop heaven. So everything is getting price dropped. Well, you're clearly very informed and up to date with everything going yeah, on in that's the my industry. Goal. Do real estate, be in real estate. Yes. I want to talk about one portion of real estate mm -hmm. is kind of the media, how to capture, to sell the properties that are going on mm -hmm. the market. How important do you think that is? And how do you get your clients less stressed when it comes to the media day? So I have a very different philosophy than other people. I'm not the best social media person. I like, I'm a strategic social media poster. So I post properties that I love, period. I do not post every day. I do not post 10. I do not post when I'm supposed to. I post when I fall in love with something. And that has worked for me for 10 years. Every property I post, I've almost sold. So like I stay to this philosophy of like, I, my post, you can feel my vibe. Like I want to buy this house. I'm begging you to buy it so that I don't have to buy it. That's how I feel. <laughs> and it has worked. So I take people to properties all over. Like I do really cool things. Like I see an oceanfront property or a lake house property or something like that. And I make sure that people see it or like a really neat property in Philly. That's like a warehouse. So I tend to not just post any old houses. I post ones that I am obsessed with. So that has helped. That's part one. And then part two, in terms of like the day of and the media for that property, you know, I, it's really important that I spend a lot of time before the listing. I go in and I talk to them about decluttering. I am very, you get what you get and I'm standing right in front of you. And if you want me to tell you how to sell your house, this is how to do it. I've done it for a while and like do X, Y, and Z and it'll work. So X, Y, and Z is getting your house decluttered, making sure all your toys and your kids stuff is hidden you know, make, make your house look the way that you want to see another house on Zillow, period. That's it. Like if you saw a house on Zillow that had like towels on the ground, you're not buying that house. Right. So like make your house look perfect. And then the day of I'm there, I'm running and moving things around. I'm like hustling just as much as they are to make it look perfect. And I think we have a job on one side and then the buyers see everything. We can only do our portion and then we let go and the world sees it. So as much as you can do to make it as perfect, I'm a perfectionist about the photos. Like it matters a ton to me. I think photos and furniture and placement and all that stuff really does sell a property. I want to feel like I can move in. And if I don't feel like I can move in, you're not listing it until we're ready. I think so that's a very I spend a lot of time doing that. I think it really shows the care that you put in beforehand. Yeah. 
especially for the photos, the video, and people coming in to tour the place. It's very yeah. important. It's, it's the image. critical. Yeah. What you get, you only have one chance. Yeah. Like you get on Zillow once, you don't get on Zillow multiple times. <laughs> you get one view. And like I, as a realtor, can see behind the scenes how many views. And like I have a criteria that if I don't have all those, then we didn't do something right or like something's shifted or whatever. And I share that with people and say, like, we didn't get a lot of views. So like, what are we doing? Let's add photos. Let's change this. Let's do that. And then get creative. You know, I think it's really important to be as creative as you can to like what people see. There's a lot of homes. It's boring after a while, especially for the people that are looking every day, waking up in the morning and freaking out and looking at Zillow all morning. I want to look a little different. You know, I don't want to look like everyone else. So I think that's important too. It's a very good, very good point, especially bringing a creative aspect to helping your clients yeah. showcase a little more. Speaking of creativity, Amy, do you have a particular song that kind of helps you day to day, keep you creative on top of your game that you can think of? I don't know. That's I saw that question in the questionnaire and I wasn't <laughs> sure how to answer it. It's like, I'm actually the kind of person that can't even pick my favorite color because I love everything. Okay. And that's like, my. I was actually having this conversation with my wife not too long ago. Like, what do I say about favorite color? And she's like, your favorite color is all of them. That's literally how you see the world. And so I don't have a favorite song. I do like like a lot of upbeat songs that make me feel positive. And I think, you know, that's like a vibe I go for. I also love dark, slow, creepy songs too. So like, again, I don't have an so answer. So it's just like that with your it's colors. It's the vibe that over. I'm in. Yeah. It's really the vibe I'm in. If I need like a pep, pep thing, like I'm listening to reggaeton. Like I love all genres. I guess it's the same idea of loving all people. And like, that's as corny as that sounds. I really actually do feel like that. Like I don't have a favorite color. I think I might be the only person who said that before. I don't know. I've heard anyone who said they don't have a favorite color. I love that though. Cause you just love life. Yeah, That's what totally. it sounds like. <laughs> totally. All aspects. Yeah. So yeah. I guess with that, as Amy Telfair, yeah. the realtor for Space and Company, what would you say in one sentence, your philosophy with your career is? My philosophy with my career is to meet people where they are and help them along the journey that they can invest in themselves and for their families and future in a way that I believe in and to be as kind and generous as I can in that process. Awesome. Yeah. As we wrap it up, how can the listeners keep an eye on you, see what's coming up on your socials? What's the best way to keep touch? Yeah, I think Instagram and Facebook, I kind of connect them. So it's Amy Telfair on Instagram and I think is the same on Facebook. And hopefully I'll have a lot more presence in Jersey since I moved over here. So I'm trying to get my, my feet in this market, a lot more listings coming up for Jersey. Thank you for joining us on today's episode with our special guest, Amy Telfair from Space & Company. Please check out all her socials again to see what great listings she has coming on the market for your possible new forever home. And catch us again next time for another special guest. So stay tuned to Hatton Heard. <laughs>